Welcome to Cancelled. We are back. Searching the deep, dark web for some <laughs> freaky links. That lab here is back. Uh, what's your last name? Mac Blake is here. Uh, how's it going? Pretty good. They call me Mac Dark. <laughs> I love that dark web. Uh, while I don't think this show predicted the dark web at all, I feel like that DeSanto Monsanto reference early, right? Yeah. Uh, first time I heard of uh, Monsanto was like uh, 2000, and it was just that, that they like uh, supplied food to, for prisons or something Some, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't even realize like the depth of uh, Monsanto's evil or something like that. Right. Uh, well, hold up. Before we get going into the show, anything going on with you? How you been? I have been good. Uh, how about yourself? Ah, same old shit. Nothing special. Uh, yeah. Fucking real, uh, real nothing. I I was in a Bonobos commercial that's popping up places. Oh, which I, is weird because now everyone keeps going like, "Hey, was that you in that Bonobos commercial?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, it's the other guy that looks like, like." There's not, there's not a ton of me's running around. I saw the uh, the ad with you on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there like a like there's a video? Like a, yeah, it's on like Hulu and oh. shit. It's so funny too because everyone's like, "Holy shit, you're in a commercial!" I'm like, "Yeah, me and literally 171 other people." Mm-hmm. It's not that impressive. Uh, but yeah, there's a mural down the street of me in a Bonobos mural, so that's interesting and weird, because it's by my house. Uh, but yeah, nothing else is happening, I'm just watching some fucking Freaky Links, man. Hell yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> these episodes... These are episodes, uh, what, five and six? Uh, five and six, I believe. So we're, we're deep. We're, we're deep. about the halfway point. I think yeah. it's only 13 episodes. That's right. Uh, these episodes were... Like, the dichotomy of what this show is, mm-hmm. and exactly how it doesn't work. Uh, mm. In the sense that I, I like... Episode 5, Desert Squid, yeah. is kind of a mess that I really liked. Yeah. I thought it was super fun. Episode 6 is, like, trying to advance stuff and, like, mm-hmm. being, like, a serious thing. And only kind of works. Like, I feel like it works in the last, like, ten minutes. Yeah, episode six... Uh, episode six has a lot going on. And at the end, I, I was definitely a little... I was more like, what? Did I yeah. just watch at six than I was at five? Five definitely had, like, a... Uh, the same feeling I got when I watched, like, a really fun X-Files episode. Yeah, this was the... This was, like... Obviously not as good, but this is, like, the Charles Nelson Riley episode of <laughs> X-Files. Or, like... The mm-hmm. one where like uh, Gary Shandling and and uh, Taya Leone are playing uh, Mulder and Scully, yeah. like a TV version, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. there's like fun. This show, and what's annoying is, so so we'll get into episode three, Desert Squid, uh, which is I give this show credit for attempting. Like, I, anytime someone tries to come up with a new monster, yeah. I'll give you a little bit of credit for it. Mm-hmm. It. The whole time this episode was happening, though, I was like, oh, this monster's real fucking dumb. <laughs> Until the final payoff, which I thought was really fun. Like, <laughs> it was just dumb and silly, but, like, in a real fun way. It was fun, but then also, uh, and I mean, we'll, we'll talk about when we get there, but yeah. also, like, n- unsatisfying for me on uh, some level. But that has more to do with the premise of Freaky Link. Sure, 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 sure. Um I thought the opening was like so. The opening is kind of the end, right? Like, yeah. or, or like 
the three quarter way mark. Yeah, we it's, we we join this thing. What is it? Yeah, uh, jumped in progress, right? In, so in like, media rests or whatever. Like it's already going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in a, a trailer somewhere. It appears mm. or an RV. They're being attacked by a giant tentacle. Chloe is like yanked up to the ceiling. W Earl Brown is there with a shotgun. Who he's the shit, by the way. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Uh, he's fucking great playing Falcon, which is I thought is like uh-huh. such a fun. Uh, so he is like a Mont- uh, DeSanto. Oh, so there's a okay. We're jumping around a lot. Right. Um, dump, here's the premise: they get a video from a guy calling himself Falcon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to go. There's all these cattle mutilations, and they go like when they were watching before they watch the video, they're like, "Oh, what is it? Aliens or chupacabra?" And then they play the video, and the guy's like, "I know what you're thinking: aliens or chupacabra, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's the desert squid." And you need to get out here and check it out or whatever. <laughs> There's a moment there where, like, all right, we're going to go check out the Desert Squid. And Chloe goes, I'm going too. What else do I have to do? Aren't you a psychiatrist? <laughs> yeah. But from what I, like, that, that is the one of the problems with this show is it cannot delineate, like, character traits or mm-hmm. backstory. It just can't pick what these people are doing from episode to episode. Yeah, it's really not concerned with details. For example, uh, or speaking of, I should say, the beginning of this episode, when they're watching the video, in the lower third, there's some text that tells us we're at a Freaky Links HQ, which again... (laughs) Now, based on episode six, there's like some... uh, uh, Salsa and Mambo music makes me think definitely Florida at this point. Right, I think, but also... Where are they that they can get anywhere yeah. in like a day? That's also, they've got a ton of money because they're constantly just traveling. They drive to... Uh, this is Texas. This is like yeah. Spano, Texas. Which they say is in East Texas, but it, you know, whatever. It very much looks like West Texas, but also yeah, who cares? Exactly. 100% <laughs> who cares? Look, uh, Texas is... It's funny when it gets referred to as the South... Uh, I always cringe at that, maybe just because when I think of South, I think slavery. Sure. But also, which Texas is all right, you know, didn't fight for the North. Um, <laughs> but um, there's a lot of like, oh, I'm from Texas, I'm real dumb in this, which yeah, I'm always yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, probably de- we deserve it. We <laughs> sure. Are you from Texas? I am, yeah. Uh, wh- where? Uh, well, I was originally, I was born in San Antonio, okay. and then we moved around a lot because my dad was in the Air Force, gotcha. but then I came back to San Antonio for high school, Okay, but I've lived the longest so, But kind of like San Antonio, but you lived the longest in Austin? Yeah. Okay. But like, you're kind of from San Antonio. Yeah, that's say. that's the short answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, yeah. Where, that makes sense. Spurs fan. Yeah. Um, the Spurs go. There's also like, so they they go, we're going to the, we're going to go find this desert squid. Yeah. They're immediately like, I these two episodes remind me that these guys as a group kind of dicks mm-hmm. like they show up in these towns and they're immediately like these fucking idiots yeah. like always and also they're not you're not right like no one they meet is particularly that stupid mm-hmm. they meet some girl who's like i got a piece of the desert squid in this jar and she opens up the jar there's a big ass fucking tentacle in it yeah uh she's <sighs> like you want to buy it or whatever okay that's not that dumb you live she lives in a tourist trap and she's trying to sell tourists mm-hmm. things like that's what you do they're, everyone's immediately like, oh, these, everyone here is fucking dumb. Then they introduce her, like, Let's, we got to get some food. We got a burger. And she and they're like, aren't you a, uh, Chloe's like, aren't you, uh, they go to Chloe, aren't you a vegetarian? Mm-hmm. I don't know that to be true. Yeah. When has that been a thing? They cannot keep, even Ethan Embry at one point in this episode, he's going to the bathroom and he like won't touch the doorknob and he has to like use his shirt to touch the doorknob. Mm-hmm. A doorknob that one, not that gross. Yeah. And two, <laughs> 
Ethan Embry doesn't strike me as a dude. Like, his character isn't a, like, fastidious, like, oh, neat, freaky guy. He lives in a half-abandoned mansion with Mm -hmm. trash everywhere. Like... Also, if you're going to touch a dirty doorknob, would you use your hands? Your own shirt? Which you can about to wash, or hands, which you can't, like... There's not a washing machine in there, pal. <laughs> uh, yeah, every time they cut to like video segments or POV segments of them uh, interviewing people throughout the series, it does seem to be them like goofing on people. And once again, you you pointed this out before, kind of goofing on whatever monster of the week they're dealing with. Right. Why aren't you taking it more seriously, guys? <laughs> you have run into every monster that you have come to investigate. Yeah. You have found. Or found a variant of. You maybe yeah. went to, it was an alien, but it turned out to be a fucking whatever. But you have done nothing but meet supernatural occurrences yeah. week after week. Why are you so fucking dismissive of everyone's thing? It really annoys me. Or divided up, like, uh, you know, I'm going to keep bringing X-Files because... But no, it works. You've got yeah. the true believer and the skeptic. Yeah. Someone in this group needs to be the skeptic with, like, the science background. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like that's what they were doing initially was going to be Chloe. Yeah. If they had their shit together, it should be Chloe. <laughs> right. Uh, but it, but they definitely don't. So it's no, no one. And it's all of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, they, go to a, they go to the diner. They meet Joe, the guy who runs the diner. Yeah. He's a little weird, I guess. A little small fine. town, weird. Little small town guy. Didn't think too much of it, yeah. Yeah, you don't think much of him. However, in the beginning, uh, the very first part of the episode in the cold open, you see this dog. So when you see the right. dog again in the diner... There's like, some uh, thought this like dogs going to come into play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Uh, Pepper's going to be important. Uh, Ethan Embry goes to the bathroom, and somebody like he hears somebody go like, "You better not piss in that sink or whatever." Or I'll call the health department. department which is what? It's like a weird. It's a very weird line. Stupid. Also, line. call the health department. Yeah, I don't own this place. <laughs> like they don't. The health department doesn't arrest people. They yeah. just shut down businesses. Health department, you go into jail. No, I'm sure not. <laughs> Uh, but that guy turns out to be Vince Helsing. That's right. Who I, I'll be honest with you, totally forgot about. <laughs> of course we did. He hasn't been around. Yeah. Uh, Even though he uh, is in the opening credits, so series regular. Right. <laughs> he's listed on IMDb as being in 13 episodes, which I guess that means his face in the credits. The credits. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. he's in the first one, and I don't know that we've seen him since. We have not. Uh, but he shows up here, and he is like... Trying to scare them off immediately. Mm-hmm. You've got to get out of here. You are not ready to handle the danger that's going to accompany the Desert Squid investigation. Uh, he disappears. Uh, does he if, reference... Now, I have in my notes... Uh, Vince, his brother. Uh, does he reference Adam there? I don't remember if he did or not, honestly. I didn't write that note down. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if he did. But also, he just kind of like... He 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 shows up. He goes tries to warn him off, and he leaves, and he yeah. disappears. They uh, he Ethan Embry runs out of the bathroom and just like jumps in a car and chases after mm-hmm. this black SUV that's around there. He does not warn the other people that Vince has shown up, which is a huge dick move. Yeah, he all right. If there is first off, we have to establish the fact that the first episode tried to establish what we thought would be the overarching mystery for this show. Mm-hmm. This girl that disappeared, the black girl that is fucking Roanoke. Yeah. The, uh, he's like some sort of supernatural hunter. Adam. We really are led to believe that that is going to be the overarching, like the 
the alien conspiracy of X-Files, this is going to be that of this show. Yeah, that first episode dealt with The Fearsome, which was almost the name of this whole show. So you think this is going to come into play here and there. It has not and will continue to not. (laughs) Uh, It is... They completely changed what Vince's story is in this episode. Yeah. And then kind of changed it again in the next episode. That was... Real confusing. It's very confusing. Because uh, in this episode, you get a little bit of an... Well, we'll get to it, but origin story of Vince. Which I actually Or really so liked. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they he chases after them. Uh, they're, uh, run off, they get to a house. He's almost run over by an RV or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're being chased as well. They, they keep chasing, and they hit... Uh, they're like, something hits the windshield. They yeah. get out, and there's a big-ass fucking tentacle on the ground yes and it's still moving so that this case you're like whoa desert squid is this thing real yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> particularly when they're like somebody could have threw a piece of octopus tentacle at us mm-hmm. i mean i guess yeah but would it still be just moving like that yeah well that's the thing this thing never stops moving and at some point crawls out of a box yeah it, it chases them around the hotel room yeah at one point it's in they, they go they go to a hotel with this fucking, uh, with this, this tentacle in a box, and uh, <laughs> they get the tentacle in the box, the, guy's, the guy behind the thing is like, you better not have any pets in there. Yeah. You know how you keep a dog in a fucking, in a uh, uh, document box. You yeah, I, I put him in a cardboard box and I like, tape it shut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the box is shaking and jumping mm-hmm. like something's moving in there. He's like, oh no, we caught a fish. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, we're going to eat it. He's like, what? Better not eat it. Points to the side again. There's no cooking. Mm-hmm. And the thing's like, oh, no, we're going to eat it raw. And then for some reason, they bring up something about it being the the Sabbath. Yeah, they said, like, it's our, it's our religion. And you well, they say it's the Sabbath specifically. Uh-huh. And, uh, they, and he's like, what? The Sabbath? And he's like, I don't see anything back there that says you discriminate against uh, on the basis of religion. So we'll take our keys, please. Yeah. It'd be real weird if he had a sign at that hotel that said <laughs> we, we discriminate on the basis of religion. Yeah. Also, by the way, uh, this little funny section uh, where they uh, talk with the hotel guy, it was uh, garbage. Yeah, pure garbage. So that could uh, – first to go. I would have rather seen another commercial. Yeah. And also there's a point where like – like, uh, so they go into the room. They've got um, uh, menthol that they're rubbing on their noses or whatever to cover yeah. the smell because apparently mm. the squid like stinks real bad. And, uh, and she goes, I wish you would have – and Chloe says, I wish you would have told me that before we stopped for burritos. You did not stop for burritos. Mm-hmm. We watched you get this thing and drive to the hotel. So why are you writing in a dialogue that describes events that absolutely did not happen? And secondly, you're a vegetarian, man. You got vegetarian uh-huh. burritos in this fucking town? I don't believe you. The in, writing is suspect. In episode six, by the way, there's another reference to them hitting the road. Yeah. And then Jason goes... Uh, well, you didn't bring me a breakfast burrito? So obviously whoever's <laughs> running the show thinks burritos are so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's the funniest food. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, they're in the hotel. The, S- the bad guys in the SUV show up. I kind of – I was like, oh, I kind of like them having this other adversary. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's some like gov- – like you don't know who they are. It's a black SUV, yeah. kind of men in black looking thing. Uh, they have shown up. You're like, oh, there's maybe like the government – uh, there's like a, a secondary threat they have to deal with, which I thought is a good addition. If that was uh, the case, if it was like a uh, a force that was sort of working against Freaky Links, sure. that might be something to build off of. Right. Well, we'll is it? We'll see. We'll see. Um, 
They that then the tentacle gets out of the box. There's a big scene with them trying to find the tentacle. It wraps itself around Chloe's leg. They throw it against the wall. It sticks on the door. Uh, the next thing you see is fucking uh, W. Earl Brown kicked the door in with a shotgun. <laughs> fucking blast the thing, and then he goes. Y'all the Freaky Links? <laughs> I laughed for like 20 seconds. Like, Y'all the Freaky Links? <laughs> it was so perfect. The uh, the name of the show like sometimes works. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. uh, you get a laugh out of it. But didn't also, doesn't he say, come with me if you, you want to live? You want to live, 100%. Yeah, and he's got uh, the shotgun. Like, but you can also... Terminator. It felt to me like the character was doing it because it was the Terminator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it felt like that was like... The character was making that reference. Ah, uh, okay. So it wasn't uh, maybe he wasn't. I don't know, but it just—he seems like the kind of dork. Like if you watch the rest of the episode, yeah. like he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna say this cool thing from Terminator and make me sound like a badass." Yeah, like in episode six, the character goes, "We're gonna need a bigger book instead of bigger boat." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was like them looking at the camera, being like, "Hey, Johns, mm-hmm. remember that?" Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You're right. This did felt like something Falcon would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It very much sounded like something Falcon would say. Falcon made me laugh multiple times. Yeah. They go back to Falcon's house, and he's explaining to that. He's like, uh, you don't understand. It's, uh, I know who made the Desert Squid. It's DeSanto. Hmm. And uh, he, DeSanto, they reference DeSanto. He's like, oh, the, that company that makes light bulbs? And he's like, oh, they make everything from toilets to whatever. Um, there's a, in the, also, here's the problem with this episode and why I think we're jumping around a lot. This episode jumps around a lot. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, they reference this. Uh, uh, he had, uh, Ethan Embry gives Lon this tape. And he tells her that there's it's static, but there's something underneath the static, and we need you to like dig out what's underneath the static. Oh. And then they cut back, and it's like now we're watching a flashback again. And eventually, they find that tape like later in the episode, so it kind of jumps around a lot. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he tells him that DeSanto made the Desert Squid, and I know it. Here's how I know it because I used mm. to work for DeSanto. And then we get this flashback that made me laugh really hard because <laughs> he goes, "I was a lot younger, thinner, more hair." I was handsome. Y'all wouldn't even recognize me. Mm -hmm. And then they cut to the flashback, and it is just present-day W. Earl Brown driving a truck. I just, that made me laugh really hard. Like, that to me is a purposeful joke that they did and, like, worked 100%. It just really made me laugh. I mean, it is really funny, especially when you're like, hey, this flashback, he looks the exact same. Even though, like... To play it up like that, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you know what? You get one uh, every once in a while, Freaky Links. <laughs> uh, and he tells the story. He's hot. He was like, he worked security for DeSanto. And they uh, they would give him it's such a weird job. They would give him these boxes that he was supposed to drive mm. out to the middle of the desert and bury. They are coffin-shaped boxes. Yeah. And he's like, never thinks to like, oh, I wonder what they have me burying in this fucking desert. Until one day, he, like, the box moves and he mm-hmm. opens it up and there's a body bag in the box. And he goes, oh, fuck this. I'm not, whatever. So he yeah. kicks the box out the back. He goes, they want me to get rid of it? I won't. I'll just kick it out of my car. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, mm, that's also getting rid <laughs> of it. 100%. Because you drove out to the middle of nowhere, uh, apparently. At one point, he says something along the lines of like, uh, the last thing I would have expected to open up and find was a desert squid. Yeah, I bet, I bet it was. I bet that was the last thing you would have opened up to expect since it hadn't existed yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they ask him, like, okay, but what's the, like, so what was in the bag? And he just starts going on about, like, I don't know, probably like a scientist or something. <laughs> like, he has zero. I just really yeah. enjoy his character because he's like, he is set up to be like, 
the eyewitness with the story, mm-hmm. but he really is the epitome of like I don't know if you've ever like looked into conspiracy theory shit on the internet. Mm-hmm. I have spent a fair amount of time doing that. Shit. Like I don't believe any of it, but it's pretty funny to like dig into like the people that really believe it. Yeah. Every time they are like this whistleblower is going to blow this case wide open. It is always a Falcon. Mm-hmm. It is always he always has a name like Falcon. There's a guy like very famously in the UFO community named like Cobra mm-hmm. who has like he there's all these like like audio tapes of him like telling the story of like fucking Area 51 or whatever and it's all like like cheesy voice mod but mm-hmm. then ha- like a couple times throughout the voice mod it'll like the voice mod will stop working and it'll mm-hmm. be just, go from like and then I had to uh, <laughs> go down this hall go down this hall like, like it's so perfect and yeah. like they're so Falcon to me is just like the perfect representation mm-hmm. of that and I really enjoyed it um they they go I don't know why they end up going back to the diner they at some point were like blah 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 Bob like yeah, Bob, we need to talk to Bob, talk to Bob again. the guy that runs the diner yeah uh because I think cuz like he's like local and then he they would know he would know if like DeSanto was around or whatever yeah something like that but they go back there and nobody's there yeah. Bob's gone the dog is still there but they're looking around, they're looking around, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh shit, it's gonna, ex- like, something's about to explode. They legit find a bomb. Yes. Which I, watching this, I think I said out loud, a bomb? <laughs> like, it just seemed like real surprising. Like, just right. like, whoa, did not Cause expect sure. a fucking bomb. Seemed, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, to, it's so surprising, I forgot it was a bomb. It, it was a cartoon bomb because it, it had, like, you know... Uh, like, a, like an old-time alarm clock. Well, not, but it's more or less, like, numbers counting down. Like yeah, a little yeah, LED yeah, yeah, yeah. screen with, like, seven, six. <laughs> uh, they dive into what they think is a meat locker, but it turns out to be an elevator. Yeah. And it takes them to this underground lab that's buried deep beneath the fucking uh, diner or whatever. Yeah, this elevator goes down pretty far. So we're in Super a legit far. underground bunker. So at this point, I'm like, okay, damn. Yeah. Like, this isn't just, like, there happened to be some old men, like, Freaky Links have uh, found something. They've uncovered some fucking shit, yeah. right? And I was like, okay, I mean, like, like this is the first time, like, you've got weird guys in an SUV, mm-hmm. you've got an evil corporation, you've got this underground lab. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of into this. This will work for me. Um, they find this tape, which is the tape that they gave to Lon in the beginning. I don't, they eventually watched the tape. Now, my confusion lies in when they get... I think they watch it when they get back to Lon's house. Or they get back to uh, Freaky Link's HQ. Because that's the only way she would have been able to fix the tape enough for them to watch it. Yeah, because they originally tried to watch it in the um, trailer... And it's not working, because that's when he calls Jason, like, the AV master, which, shut up. Yes, absolutely shut up, except occasionally he's 100% that, which happens in the next episode, but we'll get there. Uh, So they're in the lab, they find the tape, they find Pepper, the dog is there. Oh, God, your Peppers are alive, that's great. Pepper leads them out of the lab. Mm -hmm. Like, they follow Pepper, and that's how he got in there, they they come out of the vent. So Pepper was in this underground bunker... Just because that's somewhere that Pepper goes. Right. Which, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, my dog would go a lot of places. I don't know if my dog would go around an underground bunker, but whatever. I also have a problem with that elevator went down like legit like 10 stories. Yeah. They follow that dog for like two seconds and they are they come out of an air vent uh, 
on the ground level. Mm-hmm. So I do not understand how that dog was able to climb 10 stories back up to the earth. Yeah, I feel like that uh, whatever special defect special defects <laughs> that's actually pretty effective. that's like that's a, a pretty accurate freudian slip that's like my uh, dad joke uh special effects department just borrowed a shot of an elevator yeah, from yeah, another yeah, movie yeah, and yeah, was yeah, like yeah. Oh, let's just use this from the movie devil or something <laughs> like that. The elevator plunging down uh did you ever see that movie yeah was that any good i thought it was fun all right i'm gonna go to watch i'm into that <laughs> i always like looked at it it was like this movie's probably dumb but i also probably would like it and i just don't want to have Liked it, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. I enjoyed it a lot more. M Night Shyamalan, he didn't direct it. Well, okay, uh, that probably helps. But he, I enjoyed it a lot more than a lot of other, his other stuff because it was like fun. It wasn't trying to be like I yeah, don't know too smart. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they get out. They make it back to Free Healings HQ. They watch the tape, and who's on the tape? Hmm. And the tape is like uh, DeSanto label tape. There's a thing on the bottom third of the screen that says like DeSanto like. Uh, like experiment number, blah blah blah, whatever. Oh, first of all, when they come out of the um, bunker, uh, W. Earl Brown, it's yeah, going Falcon season, yeah, yeah. and he goes, "I thought you's dead." <laughs> that made me laugh, so I wrote it down. That's good. Okay, so uh, anyway, they they watch the tape, and who's on the tape? Vince Helsing. Whoa, worked for De- for DeSanto, and he starts talking about how they've been doing these experiments and. They've had a number of uh, interesting results, some natural, some supernatural, and they have pushed past the boundary of whatever. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, suddenly I was like, I, all right, this, the tone of this episode, which has been really kind of like while sloppy, it's been fun. Mm-hmm. Like this episode is not trying to be dark. Uh, yeah, there's been a killer squid, but like it's, it's been a very fun episode for mm-hmm. me. Um, now they're bringing in, like, a Dharma initiative fucking yeah. uh, whatever from Lost. I was like, if this is the direction the show, if this show goes, okay, that shit we set up with the fearsome beginning, fuck that, mm-hmm. we messed up. We're just going to ride out this goofiness. We figured out the tone. This is the new direction the show is going in. I was like, I'm sold. Yeah. I will watch this episode. I'm always in for, like, sci-fi uh, shadow corporations yeah, yeah. that have, like, fucked with things they shouldn't have fucked with. Sure. So the fact that Vince worked for them. Uh, that's were, a good reveal. I, was, I, was yeah, I like that reveal. They're into some crazy stuff. Maybe that explained whatever that thing when the first episode yeah, is. Like that's uh, enough of an sure. explanation that yeah. they, they could go, oh, yeah, that, we caused it. We'll stop talking about it. And we'll move on from there. Yeah, it's like I, anything that has magic in it. If you're like, how'd that happen? You're like, man, eh, it's yeah, magic. Magic or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was like, fucking tight. Hmm. And then uh, suddenly the fucking Men in Black show back up again. Yeah. They want the tape. Uh but then also, uh, hold on, yeah, there's another line here where someone said, I never thought I'd say this, but the desert squid almost killed us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. People need to stop <laughs> never thinking they would say that. Yeah. Um, You're in Freaky Links, baby! But then the desert squid shows up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, weird. Why did, how did the desert squid make it back to, I don't even know what fucking state they live in, mm-hmm. but it's pretty far. Uh then the goddamn bad guy show the men in black show up, but the desert squid takes out the men in black, and I'm like, this fucking show is fun. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Then we see Pepper because they've taken Pepper back with them, and then the door opens, and I was like, is Falcon gonna? And nope, it's Bob from the diner who is the desert squid. Yeah, his one arm because his arm. Oh, we I guess we haven't mentioned he's missing an arm. Yeah, uh, um, his one arm 
has a giant squid tentacle where his arm should be that like kind of sucks back up into his body. Yeah, it can retract to the point where it looks like he only has half an arm, or it can be thirty feet <laughs> long. So long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he tells he says that you know to say he was he didn't have an arm. Decide he was running this diner. It wasn't doing great. He gets a, a phone call from DeSanto that they, does he want to. Uh, to partake in this experiment mm-hmm. he's like oh maybe i'll get like a, like a medical experiment and he's like yeah you know make a couple bucks maybe i get a fancy new hook thing for my arm sounds great and the next thing i know i wake up in a box on the side of the road outside of san antonio and i got this goddamn squid arm mm-hmm. and he he says uh and it itches costing me a ton in hand cream i'm mm-hmm. like i if this show would just commit to that level of camp yeah it would be so much more fun mm-hmm. Um, and they're all mad, like, but you tried to kill us. Why'd you try? Why'd you try to kill Chloe in the thing? And he's like, Oh, I just thought that was Pepper. I was trying to, I was just trying to grab Pepper. Yeah. So, my, he goes, My mistake. I apologize. Like, he just literally yeah. says it like that. Yeah. So the guy, him being the desert squid, is like, Oh, okay. But then, yeah, then this starts this series of like, Okay, but if you're the desert but if squid, squid, then why did, the, yeah. Yeah. Why? And then it's like, So your idea of getting Pepper back was to not knock on a door and be like, Hey, do you guys have my dog? dog? Yeah. It was to go on the roof with your tentacle arm <laughs> yeah. and just fish around there like a magic claw machine, hoping you pull out a dog. <laughs> but instead, you almost pulled out a lady. Yeah, and then uh, he, they go, well, "What about the cows?" Because yeah. by the way, this whole episode started with fucking cattle mutilation. Yeah. We've completely fucking forgot about that. I mean, we mentioned it early, but it has not come back up in the episode. Uh, and he goes, "Ah, I need a hamburger from a diner." Yeah. That's it. Like it's just sound, not cool. Not, not fucking cool. No, you're a you're a cattle rustler. Is what if, you are? Yeah, a cattle rustler would have been a step up because that means he would have taken it and uh, like yeah, butchered it butchered properly. It probably, yeah. But no, he's just like ripping the meat off there <laughs> wherever it's grazing. Yeah, yeah. And he tells him like, uh, you know, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. I'm taking mm. my dog now. Um, I need you to publish the story of the desert squid. Please leave me out of it. But, you know, my diner got blown up, so I'm going to need the tourist dollars that your story will produce. So please tell the story. Leave me out of it. I don't want to have to come back here. Yeah. And he drags the, the two men in black, the Santo guys, because they work for the Santo. Uh, they're trying to cover everything up into the van. And he's like, all right, Pepper, get in the van. Yeah. <laughs> Vince, there's a conversation that happens at one point with him and Vince where he tells him, like, you know, we, we, we pushed science too far. And now we're on, like, on this other side or whatever. Uh, we see a shot of uh, the now called Desert Squid Diner. Mm-hmm. There's like a logo. It, but, but here's the other uh, very uncomfortable part. Yeah. Is they go, well, what do you think he did with those DeSanto guys? And then the next scene we see is the diner and he's just serving all this food. Are we to believe that he is feeding the DeSanto guys to the patrons of that diner? Oh, 100%. Okay, that's what I thought. Because that cut was like, uh, he'll find something to do with the bodies. Yeah, Cut yeah. to like a steak and him being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. fresh meat. <laughs> Which again, it's not like you laugh it off like, ah, oh, Joe. Oh, Bob or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's well, like, that's what's weird too is like, they kind of play him as an, as a victim, mm-hmm. right? He, he just wanted to get a, a prosthetic arm for free, but then he ends up with this fucking thing he can't control, but he can kind of control, um, he didn't want to hurt Chloe. He was just looking for his dog. Uh, but then also, he's serving humans to unsuspecting humans. Like, you're yeah. a bad guy. It's like, if he had just killed those guys to... To save them. Exactly. And himself. Like, those guys are villains. They would have killed him. Yeah. 
you know, it's like uh, he's the Incredible Hulk. Just leave him alone. Right. But like the fact mm-hmm. that he's like serving up the meat and mutilating cows, and the fact that Frankie Links was just like whatever. That like felt real weird to me for sure at the end of the episode. So that's how the episode ends, yeah. and I'm watching it going, okay. Here's what we have as a show. Mm-hmm. Vince Helsing, who has been introduced prior, was a scientist for an evil corporation known as DeSanto. They have their fingers on a lot of pies, some natural, some supernatural. They're doing evil shit. They're willing to kill to cover it up. Mm-hmm. They now know about the Freaky Links guys who are going to work to expose the evil that is DeSanto. I was like, I am in. This, if they keep the tone, I'm fine with that storyline. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting this to become the greatest show in the world, but with that being the direction of the show, I will happily watch these next seven episodes. Yeah, because Freaky Links is set up, at least in the show, uh, as kind of like a legit source for this stuff. Right. Like, they post videos, they do their research. They get evidence. Yeah, so in theory, like, DeSanto would have something to fear with them, but uh, that would, you know, it's kind of like quickly abandoned. Um, immediately abandoned yeah. in the next episode where we almost find out that I, not that none of it's true mm-hmm. but like Vince shows up in this episode again the Santo was never referenced he's uh, in a different way supernatural than he mm-hmm. was before none of it makes any sense speaking of Vince uh, in episode 5 yeah at the end, we see Joe is at the diner serving up, I guess, right. people. Oh, and like Vince is there. Vince right? is there. And does Vince leave him a $1,000 bill? He does. <laughs> okay, sure. Whatever. Uh, and two more things. One, when he when uh, Joe Squidman comes back and he's like, I came back for Pepper. I forget who said it, but somebody goes, you came back for your damn dog? I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, he did. It's my goddamn dog. Yeah. And also, I believe his response is like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, he doesn't even... Yeah. He's like, yeah, of course I did. Yeah, I like my dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, when the Men in Black from DeSanto come in, uh, Jason, like, approaches them, gets punched once, down. Yeah, like, like knocked the fuck out. Yeah. And he has been sort of set up multiple times as the mm-hmm. muscle, but then every time he needs to be the muscle, he fails really yeah. bad at it. And then again, Chloe, who we saw taking boxing lessons, who was kicking ass, nothing out of her. And nothing out of her. And then I will also add, like, kind of doesn't bring anything to the table other than being a damsel in distress at this point. Yeah, you know Occasionally what? she'll show up with, like, a book yeah. that's like, oh, I found a thing. But, like, any one of them, like, Lon could 100% be that person. Yeah. And they just need a, a woman to be like fearful of, mm-hmm. or that, fearful for. And her role in episode six, it kind of is like a duplicate of Derek's role in some ways. Sure, absolutely. Anyway, By the way, thank six. you for saying the name Derek because yep. I forgot that that was Ethan Embry's name until right now. I have to think about it. In fact, <laughs> I keep saying Adam, but that's the other. Brother. I've been saying Jason, and I'm not. A, I th- I'm pretty sure it's that's Jason. It. Okay, that yeah. one I know. Uh, that brings us to episode six, the Harbingers. It opens with a party and salsa music at yeah. Freaky Links HQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, okay, this seems fine. Mm-hmm. And then Lon is there, and she is like, ooh, sexy Lon. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't really work, because they've never like nerded her up enough for us to not notice that she's an attractive woman. Yeah. Right? The, re- the reveal of that is supposed to be, oh, glasses, oh, whatever, I wear baggy shirts, <laughs> yeah. I wear sweatpants all the time, and then, oh, she puts on a dress, and you're like, ooga. Mm-hmm. No, she just kind of looks like she put on like a nicer version of the thing she normally wears. Yeah. Uh, but they play it like, oh, shit, what happened to Lon? Um, 
he looks over and sees Jason at some point. He looks back and he's gone. So at this point, dream sequence. Yeah. Also, I knew it was a dream sequence when Lon walks up and just starts making out with Derek yeah. out of nowhere and then walks away. And I, for a second, I was like, wait, what? And I was like, all oh, right, dream sequence, of course, which I'm already annoyed by. Uh, he, she sees, uh, he sees Chloe for a second. Chloe says, oh, go say hi to your brother. And then we have a terrible conversation between Derek and Adam that is full of things that make me very angry. <laughs> So this is the first time we've seen Adam, really. Cause was, right. We've seen, like, a, like pictures. Yeah. And then, I, I, you know, we saw him once or twice in that first episode, like, in, like, the ATM footage or whatever. Yeah, where he was in the tub of water. And we, as we talked about in that first episode, I couldn't even tell that they were identical absolutely. because I'm looking at him through a fucking three feet of water. For sure. But so... Uh, the transformation <laughs> that Ethan Embry goes under to play either Derek or Adam. You mean how he slicks his hair back and buttons up his shirt? Yeah. Actually, you know what's weird is I was looking at Adam, uh, who's played very like intensely, I guess, by Ethan Embry, and he's got his like hair slicked back, sort of like a a shirt and a tie, but it looks it's not like a, it no, looks good. No, he looks like if you ever any movie where like a kind of white trash guy gets out of jail. Yeah. And it's his first day out, but so he's like done himself up and his family's going to pick him up. Mm-hmm. He looks like that. He's wearing a shirt buttoned all the way to his neck, which you don't do unless you have a tie. Yeah. Uh, but it's like almost like a denim-ish mm-hmm. shirt. And his hair slicked back because that's the best he can do. He looks like he's trying to be clean cut, but he isn't. And because of that, I was like, you know what? Now I kind of get it because this looks like somebody who is like a conspiracy nut that's trying to be like, well, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'll dress up so I look like a professional, but doesn't quite nail it. Right. So I actually thought, like, <laughs> I don't yeah, think this. I'll dress up because so I look like a professional, but he's still wearing like Wrangler jeans. Yeah. Which, like, what's happening? Which to me, I was like, you know what? That seems pretty accurate for Adam's character. Sure. So I was like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm buying this now. I get Adam a little bit more now. He's a fucking lunatic. They start. See, I would enjoy that very much. Mm-hmm. If we, like if we, throughout the episode, we just find out he's just some internet lunatic. Yeah, he just seems like a nut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This guy. Um, he has. So he, they have a conversation. At one point, at uh, Derek says to Adam, "Well, it's like uh, he started. Oh, you're reading that book. You're reading my favorite book or whatever." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, when I'm not trying to figure out why you killed yourself." And Adam goes, "Why not? Everybody needs a hobby." And I was like, what? That's, yeah. that's just a shitty line, followed by a much worse line. Uh, Adam is trying to tell Derek, uh, so dead Ethan Embry is telling, alive Ethan Embry, mm-hmm. that, uh, oh, you have to read that book. He's like, I've tried 12 times. I can't get through it. I keep falling asleep. He's like, no, you have to read it. It's written by the greatest author of, our, of, the, of all time or whatever. And Derek says, he only wrote one book. And Adam says, oh. so did God. I... <sighs> Boy, did yeah. I almost turn this off. <laughs> I, just, I, mean, I heard that. I like paused it and got up and like walked around my house uh-huh. for a minute because I was so angry at mm. how bad that line is and how seriously it's delivered. Yeah. Oh, it just really annoyed me. That's the kind of thing where like you, the TV show wants the car- other character to go be like, Ooh. damn. Yeah. Checkmate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we get to the uh, and that's kind of where like he tells me he got to read the book. He and then we get him waking up on the couch to reveal it's a dream, which yeah. we obviously all knew. And we're at the opening credits. 
Uh, I was very excited to see that Angus Scrim would be in this episode. Uh, he's in the credit sequence. He's the, um, for horror nerds, you'd know him from as the tall man from the Phantasm series. Mm. Um, he's sort of like a, a mainstay genre actor. Was he the guy that played the author? Yes. Okay. Or, I don't even know that he played the author because of my graphics, my visuals were so bad. Yeah. He was the guy when Chloe is reading the story... So Chloe at one point is reading the book and we get like a dramatic reenactment of what she's saying mm-hmm. and you see a guy with this mo- like cheesy puppet oh, chewing on yeah, his yeah, neck. Yeah. He's that guy for sure. You know, I'll say this, the effects in the show because uh, whoever put it on YouTube, you know, it's like a, a rip from an, like an SD signal. Yeah, yeah. So we're watching this in glorious 240p. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the effects don't look so bad. It- I'm sure if we're watching this in like Sterling HD, it'd be like this is disgusting. Oh, but in, <laughs> while since you can't really see yeah. them that well, that it's actually kind of effective. Yeah. Somebody on YouTube on the rip I was watching actually commented that that pretty much the same thing. But he said much further. He said essentially he's like if I was watching this, I would have I would have purposely copied it to VHS before I watched it just to make it look like this. And uh. I was like, you're a psychopath. That is way too much work to do for this fucking television What show. are you doing? I'm preparing to watch Freaky Links. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to copy it to VHS first. You need okay. to write patina. Yeah. Um, there's been every episode we get the like uh, interview ha- camcorder footage, yeah. which at sometimes is the most effective parts of these episodes. Mm. Not in this episode because the only time we get it is when Jason and uh, Derek are just filming each other as they walk down the street. Yeah. It's like, well, stop doing that. You're just not... That doesn't make any sense. Let me ask you this. So at some point, uh, Derek is like, I have to find out why this book was important to Adam. Right. So Adam like met with the author, so I'm going to go to this town where the author lived. Right. At some point, I must have missed this, looking at my computer or whatever, uh... It is established that this town, the way that like some towns are known for barbecue, right. or some town, you know, like uh, ooh, there's that town in uh, Italy. Where you, that's where you buy your leather goods. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is known for having like psychics. So in the book, as she's reading the book, yeah, she says that the town in the book, which is a novel, it's a mm. non, it's a fiction book, uh, the town of whatever the fuck it's called, yeah. Uh, it's where psychics are drawn there. Psychics and palm readers and, and uh, clairvoyants and uh, mediums and whatever. Okay. They're all drawn to this town because it's like a psychic hotbed. We then find out, once they go to the town where the author is from, they do a little research, that the town the author is from is, is that. He yeah. based the town in the book on the town in real life. But so when they it? get there... Everybody's trying to read their palms. Mm. At one point, Lon's at this restaurant, and this guy walks up and hands her like a cup of tea or, or iced tea or whatever. And she goes, "I didn't order that." And he goes, "You would have, or you will, or something yeah. to that effect." And I'd have been, I'd have thrown that iced tea in his face. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I didn't order that. Did you see this coming? And yeah, then yeah, just like yeah, launch yeah. it at his head, <laughs> tip over the table, uh, murder another person. Um. So so anyway, so when she's reading this month, this store, this uh, the like section from the book that yeah. we see this dramatic reenactment of. We see this old guy, he's walking down the street, and then suddenly he gets attacked by this very hokey uh, puppet effect of this thing that's sort of like biting at his neck. Yeah. And I first, and I, I realized what was happening initially, because at first you get this weird voiceover, we don't recognize the voice really, and uh, I was like, oh, what's, what is happening? And then once you see the puppet, you're like, oh, this is her reading the book. Yeah. 
Uh, but for a minute, I was like, I kind of want the effects in this episode to just be that puppet. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're gonna if we're gonna lean in the direction I liked the uh, the previous episode going in, which is sort of campy and, and fun, well then, yeah, have a goofy puppet. I was, yeah. I was kind of excited by that. Maybe the we got a haunted puppet on our hands. <laughs> I was kind Literally. of into that idea. Not the case. No. Uh, but what I did like in this episode is we meet uh, an actor whose name, I, I think it's Daniel Roebuck is his name. Uh, yes, he's it is. I wrote it down. Things. Uh, I mean, he's been in a thousand things. Yeah. Um, he was, uh, I saw him uh, most recently, he was in Man on the High Castle. Sure. Yeah, he played the guy sure. that get blown up and lost. And then. Yeah, but you can go back. Yeah, he's the guy. He was like the, the science teacher yeah. on Lost. But he was on like fucking, um, oh, what was that Don Johnson show post Miami Vice? Nash Bridges. Uh, uh, comedy fans might know him as that HBO made for TV movie, the oh, drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The late shift, the dramatization of the uh, Leno Letterman feud. He played Leno. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so he's just been around forever and ever and ever. Yeah. He shows up as Stu Carmichael from a little website called Creepy Clicks. <laughs> That's right. The uh, world the of yeah, the world of uh, online conspiracy supernatural stuff is. So rich, so much. There's so much money there. <laughs> then of course, there's competitors for Freaky Links. Well, well, one, I kind of like that idea mm-hmm. that there's because I mean, if you look at the internet, there's a lot of those fucking dumbass sites, right? Yeah. Uh, but what I really like is that they also reference other guys. Like there are others. They reference like, oh, did you beat you know Zanzibar here or whatever the guy's name is? Some weird name with a Z. But like. I like the idea that there is this community of these idiots, yeah. and they're all competing for the no dollars that exist here. I, I actually kind of enjoyed that. And when I saw Daniel Roebuck, I was like, oh, good. He's a good actor. Yeah. He will bring something to this role. So he uh, he announces it. He's from Creepy Clicks, and he's like... <laughs> also, fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. it's funny us laughing at it right here. Yeah. But if you, like, No. You don't get to just do that in the show. I don't know. I like lazy assholes. But I'll say this: so he's filming with his camera, right? And so we get POV of his camera. And he's but also like, his camera's like a little nicer. He's yeah. got like a little steady cam on it. Yes, like, like got like a setup. Yeah, yeah. It definitely is nicer. He's and, wearing like the classic director vest. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like canvas with a bunch of pockets. Yeah, John Popper wears one, but it's full of harmonicas. <laughs> but then the camera, he's like, "Hey, look, it's this guy." And then like, hey, it's Jason, his assistant. And then the camera goes to Chloe, and he's like, uh, uh. "Oh, hello, what a beautiful lady." Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> It's real gross. Which so now creepy clicks is like uh, two kinds of creepy because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like supernatural and also I'm a fucking perv. Did any but but also did you get the vibe that Chloe was kind of into it? She doesn't go like eh, like stop. <laughs> he he says something along the lines of um, you're actually much more attractive than Derek's terrible description. Like mm. his like childish writing could ever like get across yeah. and she kind of just goes like hmm. like she just kind of like like she doesn't she's not mad she just kind of like yeah. <laughs> kind of laughs it off uh, uh that's, um, some, that's some great writing right there like yeah, yeah. and then chloe uh likes being sexually harassed <laughs> on the street sure by this gross weirdo yeah um we we meet a shopkeeper who shows up and sees Derek and goes like, you liar. And he's yeah. like, what are you talking about? She slaps him in the face. She, if you step foot in my shop, I'll have you arrested. And he's like, she, and then Derek's response initially, immediately is like, she called me a liar. <laughs> she also slapped you in the face. Why is that the thing that you're so mad about? Yeah. 
And then Chloe obviously goes, she obviously means Adam. Like, yeah. We know Adam is here. She's mistaking you for Adam. Yeah, you dummy. You fucking idiot. You have a twin brother. You <sighs> must have dealt with this in your life. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, but I will give this show a little bit of credit mm-hmm. for not going to that well too much. You know this what? This is kind of the first time they've done the, like, oh, aren't, I thought you were Adam thing. Yeah. This isn't become a bad company, that Chris Rock movie or yeah. whatever. <laughs> Oh, what a piece of shit that yeah, movie is. Couldn't watch it. Uh, oh, but have you actually seen it? I Oh, I've watched it a few times. For some reason, like I I don't know. Oh, my parents they went to the library and they go, Look, all these movies the library was selling. Sure, sure, sure. And it was a box of just like garbage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yeah, I can imagine why the library even the library didn't want these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I brought a couple home to watch and I one was bad company. Sure. And I put it in and I was like, Nope. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely bad, but it was on HBO for like forever. Yeah. So it was like a hotel movie for mm-hmm. me a lot. Um So then so this is so she starts telling him the story of the author of this book and how he is mo- like he sat in this town for years. It was the only book he ever wrote. He had no money, nobody ever bought it, only had one printing, and he would spend every day Printing out photocopies of the book yeah. and handing them out on the street corner, and we get some flashbacks of him actually doing that. Yeah. There's a moment where this like cop walks up to him because like all these people are walking by. Some of them are taking copies, some of them are not. Mm. And this cop kind of walks up to him, and, like flexes a little bit, mm. and the guy he kind of like you know shrugs, and then the cop just like leaves. And I was like, all right, I kind of like the show for <laughs> just admitting cops would be a dick to this guy because yeah. they definitely would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's that thing of like he's not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're also playing this thing where the shopkeeper girl, who is a terrible actress, by the way, yeah, real bad, and real bad mm-hmm. uh, says something along like she intimates that her and Adam had a thing going. Oh, real quick before that, for some reason, they call back to Freaky Link's HQ, right? And they want Lon to do something. I don't remember what, but then at some oh, point they, they had were, to bring she had to bring something to them because she meets them at the hotel okay. right but at some point they reveal that decapitated chief's head from episode one that was alive they have it yeah <laughs> and it's just like what the fuck yeah, yeah. why isn't this in the show <laughs> they should be like getting tips from that head yeah. or something right like you know how uh, occasionally uh, was it the uh, Family Guy ripoff American Dad where they like, just yeah. like, cut over and there's like that talking fish. Yeah, yeah. They should just like look over and the head should just be like, Bleh, and they're like, well, whatever, Chief. You yeah, know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, right. sorry. No, agree. but yeah, that was weird. They imply that the shopkeeper was is maybe Eskimo sisters with Chloe. With Chloe, yeah. Um, which they almost immediately reveal not the case. Yeah. Uh, we see like a like they get she finds a videotape that Adam had, which mm-hmm. I think is what Lon needed to bring. Okay, and when they play the tape, uh, we get him interviewing the guy who wrote the book. Yeah, and uh, the guy says a real weird thing where he goes like, where Adam goes, I always have one question, and the guy says that manslaughter charge was dismissed. We're not. We don't want to talk about that at all. We don't want to find out what, huh? Yeah, there's, there's no situation where the writers think they found this like a little hilarious like uh, realm of zany bits, where he's like, he's like, I'm about to interview the author. Is his name Ashcroft? So, yes, yes, it's Ashcroft. And Ashcroft is like, all right, ask me anything you want, except uh, it can't be about uh, my divorce, this other thing, or or my drug or alcohol problems. 
or something. And he's like, right. uh, no, I have uh, ask you about something else. It's like that manslaughter thing. And then he's like, no, I got one question. The guy's like, hurry up. I got a whiz. And it's just like, Jesus <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, Christ. Yeah. Stop with the bits. Yeah. None of these are landing. And, yeah. then, and he asks him, um, uh, why haven't they stopped you? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, you know what I mean. And he's like, huh, stop the tape. And then we, the, they stop the tape because right. uh, this is uh, the dead brother, Adam. Yeah. And then we cut back, and Adam's to the camera. He's like, whoa, heck of an interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wish I got on tape. That's like when a movie can't spare money for special Little effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just oh, like, man, did you see that giant lizard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah we get you. But then he reveals, he goes, by the way, I need to get... Well, he says, mental note, make sure you get Tara's phone number, the yeah. shopkeeper's phone number. And you're like, oh, all right. So he did yeah. whatever. And then he's like, ah, Derek would love her. He's perfect for her or mm-hmm. whatever. And he's, oh, and make sure, Elon, make sure you get Chloe's ring engraved. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so he wasn't cheating on her. But, like, either, one, have him be cheating on her. That's more interesting. Yeah, that is more interesting. Or, two, push that reveal to the end of the episode. Uh Those two moments between them intimating that they were, he was cheating on Chloe to finding out he wasn't are, like, four and a half minutes apart. Mm -hmm. There's no point. You haven't built any tension. Yeah, I kind of liked it because it's like, oh, look, Derek is a two-dimensional, or more than just this two-dimensional, like, right. spooky dead brother. He, like... Yeah, they're fleshing him out as a character. Yeah, he had some, made some mistakes. Maybe he's, that's going to add some conflict to how Chloe feels about this person she keeps on a pedestal. Like, exactly. all of that would make sense. And then, But uh, also, he's like, I'm going to hook her up with uh, Derek. They don't live in the same city. That's the crazy Probably not world. even the same I, state. I can't imagine they do. It doesn't make any sense. If, if somebody, uh, I'm married, it's not going to happen. But if somebody was like, Mac, I know this girl in another city. She got to hook up. He's like, yeah, well, she can go fucking die for all I know because we're not, I'm never seeing her. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't want this person to die. That's not um, He Adam is given a note, or Derek is given a note mm-hmm. to which he reads it and fucking runs the fuck out of the house. Uh, by the way, we missed one point. We have not mentioned the point. Uh-huh. They go back to the hotel to get the, to meet oh, up with Lon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where they get to the tape. When they get there, they open the door, and Stu Carmichael, the guy from Creepy Clicks, is in their hotel room with a fucking axe. And he charges them. They just jump out the door, slam it closed. Axe comes through the door. Yeah. They realize, oh, fuck, Lon's in there with them. They run back and, Lon, are you okay? Okay, okay. The creepy cliff guy is gone, uh, presumably out the window, I guess. There's an open window. Lon's there. She's fine. And they don't mention it. Until another instance of him showing up and fucking... Well, they do cut away to them just getting done talking to the police. Right. But they are like... Uh, police said they don't know about him anyway. Yeah, yeah. and then for Quickly the record, there's no more conversation mm. about the fact that this guy you know, you have established, you have a relationship with, just tried to murder you with an axe. If someone attacked me with an axe, you'd know about it because I'd have a podcast called Axe Attacks. <laughs> uh, Adam's given a note from somebody, I'm not yeah. 100% sure who, uh, to which he just fucking doesn't tell them anything and just storms out. There's a moment where Jason gets a letter from his dad. Yes. Or a phone call from his dad. Some, no, it's a letter. It's definitely a letter because yeah. she reads the letter. Because Lon reads the letter. And the, the, the letter from the dad says that he wants Jason to come back and work for the firm. Are we to believe that this fucking idiot is a lawyer? I don't, I don't know if he's a lawyer. I doubt that highly. He's some kind of high... This firm is, if his he goes dad. back and works for the firm, yeah. he will get 
a hundred thousand dollars a year, mm. a new car, and like a free apartment or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, to which I really wanted him to like open up the letter, read it, drop it on the ground, and just walk out of the television show. <laughs> like that would have really. And then like Lon would have to pick it up and be like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Yeah. I just wish that he had just read it and we just never like you just see him like down the block calling a cab and you just never see him again. Yeah, like that's the kind of thing like uh, Down Abbey when somebody left or yeah. in uh, if somebody if if real life Jason got cast on a. Uh, like an HBO show, mm-hmm. just like one episode, like, where's Jason? Oh, you didn't hear? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so his and, dad has a firm in Baltimore. And look, if he's conflicted, right? He's a, he's a little conflicted. Yeah. They also establish at one point in this episode, he's somewhat, he's conflicted about how Derek treats him. Yes. Uh, because Derek never listens to his advice. And Derek uh, is a dickhead in this yeah. episode. He's like, you never look. Oh, if you do one thing for me, it's shut up and follow instructions or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And it's like you have not established that that is your relationship with this man. You guys are supposed to be partners in this fucking thing. This doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then Jason's like, "Look, you have to realize that Derek may have just been crazy and he fucking killed himself. And maybe we don't." He says like he says all this stuff, which is which sounds like the voice of reason, mm-hmm. except for the fact. That you 100% know Adam was right and that supernatural shit happens to you every goddamn week. Mm-hmm. That is the single most frustrating part of this show for me. Oh, how like no one wants to commit to Just the things they've seen with their own eyes. Their own, you have personally been attacked by ghosts and monsters. Why do you then, you, that character then can't be the voice of reason. That, mm. the, he can be the voice of reason, but he can't be the guy that goes, your brother was crazy, don't you get it? No, you know his brother wasn't crazy. Yeah. You've been through this. And if they... So they want to set up some conflict with Jason, like, should I stay or should I leave? Yeah. If you want to actually set up some, like, believable conflict, maybe don't set the salary to (laughs) 100000 a year. And keep in mind, this was 18 years ago. Yeah, yeah, So Lord knows what that's worth (laughs) now. so much money. Yeah. No, I mean, like, look, it's so much money to me. Now and always. Sure. 100%. Yeah. yeah like, uh, yeah, we don't need to inf- adjust this for inflation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a lot of money. So the fact that they like made it so high and then the Jason or then, then, uh, Derek proceeds to be a real dick to Jason the rest of the episode. It's like, okay, this episode has to end with Jason leaving and then Derek being like, what have We're I done? done? Right. Of course it doesn't, it but we'll get doesn't. to that later. It certainly doesn't. But then also, okay. So they're in like some small shitty town. They're staying in an Airbnb. Uh, what's his face? Derek, Derek gets, gets a note, note and bolts out of there. Bolts out of there. If you're like, you wake up and you're like waiting on Jason or excuse me, Derek to get out of bed, and then Derek just bolts with the car. Now at this point, you got to be like, well, what the fuck are we gonna do? Shitty. I mean, you want to go get your palm red? Yeah. I guess? I how am I not completely just wasting my life here? They're just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. laying it on so thick that like this is not a good place right. for Jason to be. Absolutely. Uh, he goes to. The house where this note has led him walks right in, which I found very aggressive. Yeah, uh, but then he's met by a woman who fe- says that she just got her reading and it's really blowing her mind. Yeah, uh, so clearly he's at some psychic's house. Yeah, she says some real weird shit about do you like my hat? It protects my fontanelle. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You're what?" He says, "You know the soft spot on your skull." Uh-huh. Some which uh, adults don't have, but also <laughs> uh, he she says like. It, it, some people say that's what lets spirit in, but not not today, sister, or whatever the fuck terrible line she says. Uh, she leaves, and then we meet Vince Helsing, who yeah. is the the psychic that she has apparently come to meet, which is weird, it, but fine. It is weird because 
I feel like they've established that because he's like uh, he asked the bad actress lady whose name I forget, sure. the shopkeeper. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, well, if anyone would know, it's this guy. And he's like, is he a lawyer? She's like, in this town, psychic. So they've established that he's been there for a Did while. He's established in this town. I don't understand what he's doing. Look, if he shows up in the, his thing is he shows up randomly, yeah. gives advice or warnings or what have you, and then disappears. Yeah. He doesn't have roots in these fucking places. Other than what they established in the previous episode, which is that he might have some roots with this DeSanto organization in Spano, Texas, but that's just out the goddamn window, because when we meet him here, he punches Derek in the face, Derek's knocked out, he wakes up on a bench in, like, some sort of alternate reality, Yeah, where it's like a little black kid sits on a bench and says some weird thing to him, says something about, like, uh, ex- like, Discovery is a hard road or whatever. Yeah. And then he goes, what do you say? And he says, it's my birthday. I want you to sing to me. Yeah. And he goes, oh, kid, don't get out of here. I'm not singing to you. And then Vince shows up and he's like, ah, you really broke that kid's heart. He wanted to hear you sing. Mm-hmm. And Derek's like, where are you? know, What the hell's going on here? And he says, oh, I couldn't talk to you there. This realm is safer or something to that effect. Yeah. So again, he punches out uh, Derek with one punch, right. solidifying that this is the softest crew in television history. And then, yeah, so now they're in the astral plane. So, which, again, is fine if this is Vince's role. If this is but first episode Vince, yeah, then I'm fine with this. But compare it to what we saw we last just, episode. The previous episode. It is so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, and he gives him, I don't know, some advice, mm-hmm. but not really. He tells him about, like, Discovery is a hard road. He says the same thing the kid said, which is something Adam also said. Um, I mean, just, at this weird. point, I mean, at this episode, I, I have written down multiple times. This episode is a goddamn mess. There's no, there's kind of no way to say Vince unless you make it like the, he's impossible in every episode. Like next episode, if they're like, oh, this yeah, is he's our gotta show up and just be like a cop. Yeah, it's like shit, yeah. this is our cop. He's retiring because he just spent 40 years on the force right. and it's Vince. Then yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. okay, uh, so Vince is like... He can be everywhere and nowhere. He yeah, this sort of, yeah, but no, because it's like Vince is whatever they want him to be. Which is lazy as yeah, shit. Yeah, super fucking lazy. They go back to the fucking... Uh, uh, to Ashcroft, the author's uh, office above the, the curio shop where that woman yeah. owns. Oh, first of all, but, yeah. also, Vince previously has been doing what to Derek? He's been like, stay away. Yeah. Stay away. This time, he's all of a sudden, he's like, Derek, you need to finish this or whatever. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, they find a camcorder that is, I think it literally says like property of Adam on the back yeah, it's yeah. or property of Freaky Links or some bullshit on the back. Or, and they're uh, like, oh, this a, is occultcrimes.org this or whatever. Is, this is Adam's uh, camcorder. And this is that part where you said previously that, like, oh, Jason's the AV expert, even though he isn't. Yeah. Until he is, where he goes, oh, he did some serious modifications to this. It's yeah. been adjusted to pick up, uh, uh, like, ultra-low-light, military-grade night vision or whatever. Mm-hmm. So all uh, of a sudden, now, is this the first time we've established that this is a skill that Jason has? No, because they've brought it up once previous. Like they they brought it up and then dropped it, and they bring it up again. Like okay. it's another thing where the show is like, we will write these characters to be able to do whatever we need them to do in the moment mm-hmm. we need them to do it, and it's just lazy as shit. So like probably like episode like, nine, Chloe's why? like, Chloe, you took two uh, courses of German, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But what's particularly frustrating about this thing is just have Lon be that character. 
You have the smart tech girl yeah. in your crew. Just have her look at the camcorder and be like, oh, he did the adjustments or whatever. That's her whole point as a character. Yeah, you already have a Donatello <laughs> on the team. <laughs> yeah. It's like, make Jason be something else. So they take the night vision camera. And then it's like, oh, Adam was looking in the dark, they literally say. Which, like, yeah, yeah that's what night vision is for, stupid. <laughs> uh, they show it. They, fight, they wait till night. They go out and they start looking around the town. And actually, this is where, at this point... I kind of get into this episode. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, this kind of works. They show the town, and the town, everyone in the town who's walking around has some weird lit creature on their back. Yeah, when they look through the camera, you can tell that everyone has like uh, some sort of, yeah, exactly, like a, a sort of a, a beam weird of light. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all stuck to their back. And the book is about, the book that he's been reading is about how this town, these people are taken over by these creatures that dig into their heads mm-hmm. and, and control them or whatever. Uh, so this is when uh, Creepy Clicks guy shows back up with a shotgun this time. Yeah, which he stole from a police car because, oh, those police don't lock up their guns. No, certainly not. Uh, they fight him a little bit. They knock him down. He lands on the book. Yeah. And the book makes the thing on his back jump off of his back. Uh, it runs around the room somewhere. Adam's like, it's, or Derek's like, it's in here, it's in here, hold on. Uh, uh, Lon, you keep filming. And he op- he, he lifts up this uh, like tablecloth, mm-hmm. and he, you see this like weird sort of glowworm-looking thing underneath the table. And he's like, you get it? And she's like, I can see it through the camera, but nobody else can see it without the camera. But Derek can. And I'm like, okay, we're getting back into this thing where Derek has some sort of abilities they kind of established in the beginning that he is more sort of open to being affected by not necessarily his abilities yeah but he's like more open to seeing paranormal things like when he looked in the mirror in the first yeah, episode his like sees the shit third shaking. eye is open or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. um they then realize that the book is not fiction mm-hmm. right he's written this book and how the book itself has the power to fight these things like by telling the story yeah it's shot the, the line they say is it's like the light bulb in the kitchen it makes the roaches scatter or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, which i don't so i mean how does that work because it's the book itself because at some point um well chloe says a line of like all major religions have stories of how the texts themselves have power. Okay, so there um, is your little one-line explanation. Exactly. Which does and they t- also set up kind of earlier in the episode yeah. because there's a thing where uh, the shopkeeper girl and Chloe and Adam all have this line of uh, the power of the, the the power of the humble written word. Uh, word. That's they right. all say that a few times. And there's also uh, when they meet the creepy author, he says he'd give the movie rights away for one dollar. Uh, yeah, yeah. Meaning that he wants he just wants the story. And the idea that for some reason these words themselves like contain some spell, it now it makes sense that he's like handing these things out, right? And the fact, but at this point, when when you see the like, oh, this town's infected by this evil, this is definitely like a step up for Freaky Links. Absolutely, they're not like fighting off a, an attack from another dimension. At this point, I'm like, oh, damn, Freaky Links! Like this is not your usual thing. Yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of into it. Yeah, how are you going to disappoint me now? Oh, well, here's how. Okay. Um, so they realize. So the book makes the thing jump off a creepy link, creepy list guy's back. They realize that this is. They need to get this. And what they say is, uh, once the uh, the author died, everybody yeah. just threw out their copies of the book. They yeah. were all kind of 
the town sort of took care of that guy and they were sort of humoring him by keeping the books around, but yeah. now that he's gone, they don't feel the need to. And that's what has let these infection take mm. hold because these copies of the book were keeping the story at bay. We also find out that Adam had and him had invested in a server, like all this money for a scanner and a server. Yeah. Uh, and they go, oh, he was going to upload it to the internet. That's so much more powerful than the books. But is it, though? Because the whole point is that it's a physical copy of the book. Yeah. The whole point is, oh, he touched a thing to the creature and it shriveled or whatever. Mm. So I don't buy the idea. I, I get that, yes, the story is out there. Yeah. And, I'll, and I, I will get that. I'll let that slide a little bit. It actually reminds me of, uh, have you seen uh, Wes Craven's new Nightmare? I think it's Nightmare 7. Nightmare uh, 7. No. The premise of that movie is that... Uh, so it's set in a world where the characters from the first Nightmare on Elm Street, mm. we see them playing themselves, like the actors that played them, Heather Langenkamp playing herself. Yeah, like uh, they're bringing her character back to make a new Nightmare. Like on Robert Street England movie. is playing himself. Robert exactly. There and uh, the, what we find out is that telling the story keeps the monster at bay. Mm-hmm. So the monster, since there hasn't been a new Nightmare movie in ten years or whatever, is starting to creep back into the real world. So she has to make this movie in order to like keep the monster from becoming real, essentially. Yeah, and I, it felt a little bit. There's that uh, movie in the mouth of madness. Sure. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. this feels like Stephen King a little bit too. Absolutely. And so I was like, I was okay with it, but this kind of like dumb internet magic is that's what I don't like. It me. just doesn't make sense to me. If the whole point was that he has to hand out these physical copies, yeah, the, the physical copy of the book. What they do is they like there's this whole scene where and it actually was pretty effective where they're showing the town through like the through the window through this night vision glass yeah. through the night vision of the camcorder and everybody in the town is starting to show back up because mm-hmm. uh, they're going to see they're like these creatures are going to make them kill them. Jason has been taken over by one of these creatures. By yeah. The so Jason, in, what I will say is, and I'll, I'm sorry, I'll let you go. Huh. The most effective effect. In this entire episode. Are you talking about when his like skin gets pulled back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought a, so, too. It was really good. So, yeah. like, this, the creature jumps on his back. You don't really see it. He's kind of struggling. And then you see, like, the skin on his bald head kind of pulling back. And you see, like, these ridges where, like, the creature's sort of fingers are, like, penetrating his head. I thought yeah. it was very effective. Yeah, again, it may just be the 240p, but I was like, well, that looks pretty freaky. It looked good. It looked real creepy to me. So, Jason, at this point, he and Derek have had their fight. And Jason's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. And so Jason goes back to the Airbnb and he's packing his things up to leave, right? right? And so he's pulling clothes out of drawers. When have you ever stayed at a hotel yeah, 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 and yeah. put your clothes in the drawers? It's the same thing. I don't very, even understand why those books are there. Very weird. Are there. It doesn't yeah, make like, any sense. He was like, we'll be here for a while. I want to feel at home. I don't like us keeping stuff in a suitcase. He gets taken over, so he goes back and he attacks. With a battle axe? With a battle axe? I have no idea where it came. Did okay. it come from the fucking bee, from the bed and breakfast? Like, here, I don't understand. Here's what I wrote down. I'm guessing we saw the battle axe earlier. I just don't remember it. <laughs> uh, but he has a full-on battle axe and he yeah. attacks... Ethan Embry with he's choking him uh, meanwhile the, everybody else is just trying to get the ser- like he hits the server so Lon has to like kind of get the server working again yeah. uh, they're trying to get the book uploaded so they can get it on the internet yeah because I mean that's how whole- the internet works you just drag something on a thing that says internet and then it's on internet sure that's exactly how it yeah. works uh, meanwhile Jason is Nine tenths of the way to killing Ethan Embry, the he's been strangling him for a long time. Yeah, the world's slowest strangle. And I will say, hey, one of you guys, 
Just hit him with the goddamn book. Yeah. <laughs> There's four of you watching Lon fix the fucking internet. None of you are participating in that. Go save your stupid friend's life already. I understand that it's a trick that movies do when they're like, There's six seconds left. Yeah. We have to press this button. And then if you watch it in a movie time, it takes longer than six seconds because it you're like, Oh, uh, it's, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. it's been six seconds, he has to push it any <laughs> any second now. But like he literally is strangling him for a minute. A minute and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, God damn it, uh Jason, start working out. You suck at strangling. Um Uh they get the thing uploaded and then all the like you get this big light and then all yeah. the creatures sort of just go away. My note I wrote down for that was I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, I do not understand why loading it to the internet makes it work better, yeah. but what have you, it's fine. Yeah, that uh, was sort of a... that Because that, I was just like, oh, this is kind of a cool premise, these yeah. monsters or whatever. There's a 12-minute part of this episode that worked for me. Uh-huh. From the reveal of the creature on Creepy Clicks back hmm. to right until they figure out they're going to load it to the internet, I was like, oh, I'm kind of into this story. Everything else was just a, a, a complete fucking mess. Yeah, it's almost like uh, it's almost like when a character dies and they're like, "Oh, but what if we all believe in love?" And the character yeah. comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, "Oh, we uploaded to internet," and there's some dumb line too, where they're like, "It's all over the internet now." Uh, like, look out, Amazon. Yeah, yeah. There's a hundred percent a line about it. like yeah. we've so, it's got it's sold more copies than Amazon or some bullshit yeah. like that. It's really terrible. Also, to the fact. Jason, we get the, the wrap-up of the beef between Jason and uh, Derek with basically Derek going, I don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, that's, that's it. There's no, like, hey, I was a dickhead. Uh, I need to respect your opinion more. Hey, man, I'm sorry. They're literally like, yeah, what, what, bygones be bygones or whatever. Yeah, he goes, say. I'm sorry. You should be able to call call me on my stuff anytime you want. And I was like, that's not... You're covering maybe a tenth of it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and then instead of taking this a hundred thousand dollar a year job that comes with like everything, yeah, he just like throws the letter in the garbage yeah. can, and that's it. Yeah, and I'm like, now I don't like you, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't like you as a character. Now I'm super convinced that Jason is super dumb. Yeah, because name a website that was around in two thousands, which is still around today. <laughs> Amazon, yeah, maybe the Onion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, we yeah. all know those Onion writers are just soaking <laughs> it. Yeah, 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 just swimming in cash. Uh, I was so excited by the end of the fifth episode that the end of the sixth episode really disappointed me. Yeah, um, I did almost start to watch the wrong episode. The next episode is called Still I Rise. And it's about, uh, so I only made like a couple seconds in, but it's, it, there's like a black choir and they're at a funeral for a rapper. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I hate you so much already. Like, Still I Rise is like a famous Maya Angelou poem, right? Yeah. And then, so I'm like, oh, we're gonna, we're doing a black episode. That's what we got. All right, we'll see what happens. Well, based on the coming attractions, it seems like the next episode is like, what if Tupac did come back <laughs> okay now you got me back yeah, <laughs> i didn't right. even watch a couple of attractions uh you got anything you want to plug uh well i got uh, well i got one random note oh yeah yeah do you think um, sorry hold on oh fuck i forgot what it was mm. can you edit this out this like pause yeah, right yeah, here yeah, sure. okay oh yeah <clears throat> so i have one random note uh so when they they go to this town or whatever i feel, i, I want to say it's like Cassette deck or something. <laughs> Casadega. There we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're looking and they're like, look, uh, 
They even got a beer or a hamburger named after this guy. The the author, they named a beer after him. Yeah, and it goes, a beer named after this guy, the late and not-so-great author. Fuck you. You're naming a beer after a guy and insulting him at the same time, you you dickheads. definitely could have implied that he was not that great of an author without just being like, this guy sucks. Yeah. Uh, No, nothing to plug. uh, MacBlakeComedy.com for stuff. Do all that. This will be out Thursday, Austin, Texas. If you're uh, next week, I am at. I'm doing Slime Town, Slime Time. Oh, Slime Time. Yeah, Slime Time. Christina Paris's show at the. Cold Town. It's at Cold Town. Never mind. It's at Cold Town Theater. Mm -hmm. That's on the 23rd. uh, That's part of Sketchfest. And then I am also on the 26th doing a show at Spider House called the. Special the special with, without Brett Davis. That's the one. That's so, a really uh, popular New York show. That'll be super fun. So come out to that. At Chris Cubis on all social media. Uh, five star review on iTunes if you would. It really helps us out. Uh, I think we're gonna maybe do Wonderfalls next. Tell mm. me what you think of that. Hit me up at, at Chris Cubis on Twitter or at Cancel Pod on Twitter. Let me know what you think of that choice. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>